Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayelech. Parshas Vayelech has the distinction of being the shortest parsha in the Torah. It contains 30 psukim. According to the Chinuch, who follows his Rebbe, the Rambam, Parshas Vayelech contains the 613th mitzvah, the very last mitzvah of the Torah, which is and now, says Moshe to the Jewish people, write this song, or the way the rabbis understand it, write this Torah that contains this song of Ha'azinu. The mitzvah is to write, or the commission, the writing of a Sefer Torah. To have the great proliferation of Sifrei Torah. Number one, in yesteryear, people actually studied from the Sefer Torah. Interestingly, based upon that fact, the Rush, in his commentary, says that really one can fulfill the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah by possessing a Jewish library. So whereas most of us have not yet fulfilled the mitzvah in its literal sense of writing a Sefer Torah, but all of us could have and should have a Jewish library. So that, number one, it's not that we have to go borrowing Svarim, that you always have the opportunity to learn more, and having it convenient in your home makes a very big difference. According to the Ramban, come back next week, mainly when we read Parshas Ha'azinu, and there Kishem Hashem according to the Ramban, the mitzvah of reciting Birkas HaTorah is the last mitzvah of the Torah. Okay, this Shabbos has a special name to it. This Shabbos comes within the Aseris Yemei Tshuva, which began on Rosh Hashanah and culminate with Yom HaKippurim, the 10 days of Tshuva, as well as the Haftorah begins, Shuva Yisrael, Ad Hashem Elokecha. The Nabi Hoshea charges the Jewish people to do Tshuva, and there is that very special Minhag Yisrael that the Rav in the community gives a special drasha on this Shabbos urging, encouraging the people to do tshuva and either going through different aspects of tshuva or different aspects of Yom Purim. And therefore, I'd like to focus really on one line of vidui. Vidui is the confession. Now, is, mitz, is there a mitzvah of tshuva? That in of itself is an interesting phenomena. The Minchas uh, Chinuch wants to say that from the language of the Rambam, at the beginning of Hilchos tshuva, it's not really tshuva, which is the mitzvah, repentance, but it is the vidui, the confession, that one uh, recites accompanying 
all is the act of the act of the mitzvah of tshuva. I'd like to raise the following interesting question, and that is, if we take a look at the vidui, which we say over Yom Kippur, and just as the Kohen Gadol in the Beis Hamikdash recited vidui, confession, ten times over the course of Yom Kippur, we recite vidui over the course of Yom Kippur, starting with Mincha on Erev Yom Kippur, this coming Wednesday, and Emir Tzashem, through Ne'ilah, we say vidui ten times. Once at Mincha, before the Su'uda Hamavsekes, before the meal that divides, twice at Mayriv, twice at Shachris, twice at Musaf, twice at Mincha, and one more time at Ne'ilah for the number ten times. What is the very first um, Al-Chait that we do? First we have the 22 letters of the alphabet, Oshamnu Bagadnu, and by the way, I just want to remind you that rather than you have these uh, challenging words of Oshamnu and Bogadnu, which means that very often I'm not actually understanding what these words mean. So not only should you look in the Magzer beforehand, but more than that, the Chayodim suggests that Oshamnu Bogadnu, alphabetically arranged, tells us that we should have our own list going from A to Z. And if you use the Hebrew alphabet, Oshamnu is basically that we say, Oyoyoy, Ochalti, I ate Bli Bracha. Bez, Bogadnu, not only the literal translation that we betrayed the confidence of God and the confidence of man, but Berachti, Bracha, Bli Kavana. I recited blessings by rote. By habit, I didn't actually listen to the words and daven with kavana, etc. So just know that before you go to shul on Yom Kippur, each person should sit down in the privacy of their own room and think, what's the A, what's the B, what's the C that I have done that I require my confession on Yom Kippur. Now, please note then come the series of al And once again, we go alphabetically, Aleph, Bays, and two for each. And then we go to uh, Gimel, Dalit, etc. The first of the al is al We ask Hashem to please forgive Ones and Ratzon, those sins that were done willingly, that's Ratzon, and those sins that were done unintentionally. And I'd like to ask, my goodness, we know that in the Halacha, there is the context, the concept rather of Ones Rachmana Patre, that if someone does something unintentionally without realizing that it is, quote, a sin, so they are not punished for such a sin. So why 
do we start and include in the vidui the sins of Ones? And I'd like to get there and give possibly two or three answers uh, to that question. And so I begin with quoting the Orach HaShulchan in Simon Reish, Tuf Reish Beis, Vav and Zion, whereby he quotes the Rambam of chapter 1 of Hilchos Tshuva, where the Rambam says that all mitzvahs of the Torah, be it an say a positive one, be it a losase, a negative one, thou shalt not. If a person violated any one of them, be it bizadon intentionally, be it bishkaga accidentally, when they do tshuva, so and they regret their sin, they're obligated to confess before Hashem, as it says in Parshas Naso, Isha Isha, a man or woman, if they do one of the violation of one of these mitzvos, this vadu, they are to confess, chatosom asher osa, and the Rambam says, zevidui dvorim, this is referring to the confession, and vidui zeh, Mitzvah's assay. This is a positive mitzvah. And what is he? How does the vidu go? He says, Ono Hashem, Chotosi, Ovisi, Poshati, Lefonecha. Right? Namely, Chotosi is a sin which is accidental. Ovisi is an intentional sin. And Poshati is even worse. It's a rebellion. Okay, and he's to say, I've done very specifically what he has done. I regret, I'm embarrassed, and in that I will ever, never, I will not return to this, I will not go back and do it again. Vidui, this is the essence of Vidui, and whoever does more and more of Vidui, Hareza Meshubah. And so to the Rama continues, a person who did in the past and will in the future bring a Korban Chatos, a sin offering, or an Osha Magilt offering, at the time that it brings the Korban, for either or their Shogeg or their Mezid, so the carbon does not achieve the atonement until they do tshuva and they again confess as it says he is to confess that which he sinned over the carbon and so too a person who is uh, condemned to one of the four capital punishment one who is given makos flogging a miskaperlehem, once again, they don't get their death penalty for kapora, for atonement, or they're being uh, given makos until they do tshuva and vidui. So we see very clearly, and the Rambam continues, and um, he says, I'm sorry, the Orach Shulchan, don't be amazed that why Shogeg requires tshuva, because we find in Vayikra, regarding the Korban Chatos and the Korban Osham, that the, which is brought for a Shogeg. So what happens? Many times the Torah says, V'chiper olav kohen the Kohen atones, Mechatoso, from his 
quit uh, sin of shogeg v'nislachlo. So we see that it's called a chait, even though it was done b'shogeg unintentionally, and requires slicha uh, and kapora, forgiveness, and so too, however, okay, the Orach uh, HaShulchan uh, writes, and quoting the Rambam, however, all this is because Shogig has this idea that there was a lack of complete awareness to the exclusion of ones. If a person did it completely unintentionally, says the Rambam and the Orach HaShulchan, ain't sorach tshuva. He quotes the Orach HaShulchan, quotes the Rambam in Perish HaMishnayis at the end of Yuma, only Shogig and Mazit and not Ones. So now the obvious question is, if that's the case, why do we have the very first Alchet, Alchet Shechatonu Lifonecha, but Ones U So I'd like to give a few answers to this question. First of all, the first answer is that the tshuva of Yom Kippur is different than the tshuva of all year long. And this we find specifically in the Shari Tshuva of Rabbeinu Yonah in Shar Sheni. What does he write? And this is Haderech HaChamishis in Shar Sheni. He says the following, that Umitzvas Asemen Torah. There's a positive mitzvah from the Torah, one of the 248, that a person should literally focus, that he should do tshuva on Yom Kippur. As it says, From all your sins before Hashem, you shall be purified. The idea is that the apostle of not only do we get atonement, which is forgiveness, but on this day we get an additional phenomena called Tahara. Now what is Tahara? Tara is the cleansing of our neshama. That basically it could be explained in the following way. That really sin causes two phenomena. One, there is the horrific act itself called sin. And so, let's say I have two partners. And one partner... The two partners were very good friends socially and they got along very well in business and then unfortunately one partner did something very foolish and embezzled and stole from the other one and when the other one found out about it he was exceedingly hurt and very troubled and when the other partner who did the crime comes and pays him back and tries to make amends so he might be able to amend for the sin that he did by namely by saying I'm sorry and truly meaning it and paying back that which he stole however very often there will not be the restoration of the relationship between the two individuals they cannot be very often the same good close friends after this as existed before. Whether or not they'll be in business, I don't know. But the close friendship, not. 
The Chiddush of the Torah is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Yom Kippur doesn't only give us Kapora, Kiba Yom Aleichem, but Letaher Eschem. He literally restores the relationship, the beautiful relationship that man had with God before he sinned, as the Rambam writes so beautifully and so powerfully in chapter 7 of Hilchos Tshuva. The Rambam writes, 7-7, Kamamu'ula, Malasa Tshuva, look how elevated Tshuva is, that yesterday this person was separated from Hashem, as it says in Yeshaya 59, Your sins created a curtain, a veil between yourselves and God. When you cried out, God didn't answer. However, now, just the opposite. Now that you have done tshuva, wow, take a look at the, um, at the uh, effect of this tshuva. The tshuva now, whoa. Hayom humudbak, he's close and c- connected to the Shekhinah. Atem advekim b'ashem And when you call out to God, he answers immediately. And your mitzvos, he does accept with happiness and joy. So the first answer is, why do we start with the achet of ones, because even if you did it unintentionally, it affects, it has a metaphysical effect on the world, namely, a sin was done, a sin was committed, and this creates a barrier between the individual and Hashem, and between society and Hashem, this is forgiven on Yom Kippur, and therefore we ask for slicha and mechila in order to get the tahara of Yom Kippurim to create and to restore the beautiful relationship between God and man. Secondly, a very powerful idea of the Chafim Chayim. I'm sorry, the Chassam Sofer. The Chassam Sofer says so powerfully, don't read it only what? Alchet shechatonu lefonecha ba'ones uveratzon, but understand it to mean alchet shechatonu lefonecha that my ratzon was that should be an ones. In other words, what's going on here? The idea is that a person we know if something comes along to excuse the individual. So a person says, what do you want? I was excused. You know what the problem is? He wanted to be excused. He davened. His rutzon was that there should be an ones. And therefore, that my rutzon was ba'ones. They go together, ba'ones over rutzon, ba'ones that came about through a rutzon. I really didn't want to do it. And I'm so happy that it rained and I couldn't go to shul. God forbid that a person should have that kind of an attitude. It's one that's addressing us all year long and says, what should our attitude be towards mitzvahs? And to realize that mitzvahs are a privilege and not, God forbid, a burden. And truthfully, this is what we saw very powerfully 
in the reading of the Torah on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, whereby we read about the Akedah. Now listen carefully. If we remember what happens, and come on, Elokim saw as Avram, after these things, God tested Abraham. And what does he say to him? Right, take your one and only, and bring him as an offering. And what does the Torah say that Avram does? When Avram hears this, so we're told the following. Here goes. Vayashkim Avram Baboker, he himself can't wait, saddles his donkey. And he takes his two servants with him. And he splits and prepares the wood. Wait a minute. He's going to travel for three days. He doesn't know how long he's going to travel for. Why does he have to carry the wood with him? He'll find wood over there. So one answer is, just in case he won't find the wood, he brings it now. But the other answer is, no, he wants to do something immediately to concretize it, to show that he is going to follow through on it, and he's got the wood with him the whole time. Hashem didn't tell him right away to cut the wood, but he himself does it because he wants to do it. Not because he has to do it, he wants to do what Hashem says. And this is such a powerful idea, which we are being taught from the vidui itself. Mitzvos are a privilege, and they're not God forbid, a burden. And if we go into Yom Kippur with this as an idea, then the purpose of the Vidui, which is to give us Tara, to give us that very special relationship, that comes much easier when Hashem says and sees that we want to get close to Him. His response to is, I will give you that special relationship. I take this opportunity for us to realize, wow, how special Yom Kippur is. Achas Bashona, once a year, God doesn't only forgive us of our actions, but literally Yom Kippur is spiritual dry cleaning that soul of yours that we have sullied, each one in their own way, unfortunately in the course of the year, that soul of yours, like a dry cleaner, you bring it in, and 25 hours later, you get it back. Ah, fresh, clean, new. That's what we get. Our souls renewed, because it's not just kapara, it is tara. Shabbat Shalom to all.